Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said, in which Emma Smallbone comes out of the magical closet and uh, we see what happens as life unfolds with uh, something that we kind of, is the last taboo, the last frontier of tabooishness, uh, which is being like a, a, psych, a psychic, a medium, an empath, and a general like woo-woo guru of the universe without being a dick about it. That's that's my understanding of Emma Smallbone. So, Hello! Hello. I'm so it's excited so to be to have here today. You. Yay. Yay. So um, before I forget, the official place where people can find you is uh, where, so in case they just can't even fucking handle it and need to Google while we're while we're talking, where are we going? Okay, it's uh, barefootmedium.com. Just that's awesome. So just go to there and you will see... Uh, Nikki and Shannon's Give Me That It Work plus Emma equals yes. you'll want to hug her. You'll want to hug her immediately, and then you'll be like, shit, I love you. I'm going to have to buy your book. That's how it's going to go. So, Excellent. So, Emma, well, can I, you tell I me about love... sh- okay. No, go, 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 go. It's good. Oh, no, I just love sharing my story with people. So I feel like the more people can read my story or even get to know a little bit about what it's like to be a medium and empath, they'll start to realize that there is magic everywhere and that they, too, can have a little piece of that happiness. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. So can you tell me the first time (laughs) magic kind of took you by the hand, like back in the day? Sure. I mean, I had always seen spirit my entire life. And, And I think my mom says her earliest recollections of me connecting with spirit and her seeing me connect with spirit. I was about three years old. Um, And my mom is awesome. She has always supported me throughout this whole entire thing and never been pushy about it, not saying, you need to be a medium. I mean, that word never even came up when I was a kid. It was just like, oh, yeah, spirit's around. Um, So when I was about eight years old is when I finally had that aha moment. Oh, my goodness. Nobody else is seeing what I'm seeing. I I'm from England. My whole entire family is over in England. And when I was a kid, we would spend summers in England with my family. And my family, um, interesting backgrounds. Uh, my uncle is a antique dealer, and he had this 14th century hotel as his family home. And we would gather there as a family um, 
And this one night, the night that I clearly remember, all the kids were playing hide-and-seek in the house, and I had decided I'm going to win this time. This time I am totally – I've nailed it. So I went out and I sought out this perfect little hiding spot, and I sat there forever, and I thought, okay, I've totally won. And then all of a sudden this little boy comes in, and I'm like, oh, man, like they found me. And I realized he wasn't a part of the original group, and I wasn't necessarily sure who he was. So I waved him over as if to say, oh, come and hide with me. I've got the perfect hiding spot. So he came and he sat down beside me. He looked a little bit different, like he was wearing kind of like wool pants and a wool jacket. But my uncle was a bit eccentric, so were his friends. I thought, you know, maybe they were out, you know, reenacting something, and he came wearing a, <laughs> an old attire. You never know. <laughs> Right. So he, he came and sat down beside me, and I, you know, I honestly can't remember what we talked about at, when I was eight years old, but I knew we had that connection. And then probably five, five or ten minutes later, every single one of my cousins comes busting in the room and like, Emma, we found you. And right at that moment, I knew they didn't see him. Yeah. And I turned to him, and he looked at me, and he put his finger up to his lips as if to say, shush. And he shook mm -hmm. his head. And that was the moment I was like, they don't see him, and I see him, and I'm seeing him just like I'm seeing them. So this is, has to be something that's different. Um, sure. So, I mean, to me, to me, I mean, I didn't freak out. I didn't go running to my mom and go, oh, my God, I saw this little boy. It was just, oh, I had this cool experience. Um and it was like nobody else. And it was kind of my little secret for a really long time. And how long is a really long time? Um, I mean, I probably started talking to my mom again about seeing spirit when I was a teenager. Um, and we were never raised with a religion, but me and my mom are definitely, if you're going to say anything, we're pagan. It's earth-based. I believe that the planet exists. <laughs> And that there is energy on it. Um, but aside from that, there's no um, belief system. I'm not an overly religious person at all. Um, so we just kind of would go out amongst the trees. And my mom would tell me that trees have energy. And we would talk about that stuff. I mean, we were huge fantasy freaks and his history freaks. So we were always reading, like, Myths of Avalon and anything about King Arthur and anything magical. So the conversations would come up around those because they do actually speak about clairvoyance um, in a lot of those books. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, nobody – it was only my mom forever. I don't even think I told my dad or my brother. Um, it was just something we talked about. Um and I was fine with that. I didn't need to tell the world when I was 14 that I could see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not a good conversation starter for like the van trip no. to somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so when did no. you um, so you kind of muggled for a while there, and when did you decide to yeah. stop muggling? Um. Well, I. I started seeing stuff again, probably, I can't remember how, how old I was. It, was, it was about six years ago, and I was getting nightly visits. They tend to show up at 3 o'clock in the morning for me, it's the perfect time of night to be communicating, I guess, 
Um, mm-hmm. And they wake me up, and it used to first show up as, like, this swirling on my ceiling, and then I was like, okay, I know something's here, and I could feel them. But then mm-hmm. one night there was a woman um, showed up with her daughter, and she grabbed her daughter, and this is in spirit, of course. She right. grabbed her daughter by the shoulders and kind of pushed her in front of my face and said, you need to tell her she's dead. And I kind of peeked around the daughter and looked at the mother, and I said, well, you're dead. And they immediately went away. And that was the first time I had ever talked to one of them Mm. (laughs) that I had actually communicated, aside from that experience when I was eight. Um, And that was the moment where I went, oh, hang on a second. I did something there. And then two days later, she showed up again in another place in my house, and she was just this glowing light, and she just looked at me and said, thank you. And in that moment, I knew that I had helped her. I had helped Mm -hmm. her realize that she had passed. I had helped her um, go wherever she needed to go, and I thought, oh, my goodness, there's something in this. I need to figure out what this is. Um, And then I started going and seeing a Reiki guy, a good friend of mine. Um, He... He speaks, he does motivational stuff, but he also does Reiki. And when I went to go see him, I said, hey, Alex, like, look, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but could you move my mojo around so I can communicate with dead people? Because I knew that that's all it was, is I needed something cleared so I could open up that communication line again. Sure. So how are you not – so from a a – not seeing spirits perspective over here in in that land. Yeah. How are you not freaked right the fuck out and how did you not run <laughs> screaming from all of that situation? Um because like I said, I had seen them since I was 3. To me it was just like, oh, hey, there's a dude hanging out in the corner. Oh, look, there's a a kid over there playing on the floor. And you can, like, at this point in my life, I can tell the difference between spirit and, you know, regular everyday folk. Um, And it's just normal. I saw them so much so often that it wasn't a big deal to me. I mean, I will admit when the woman shoved her daughter in my face, it was kind of overwhelming. Like, I just wanted to Mm -hmm. hide under the blankets. But at the same time, I knew that I had to do something. I knew that I had to talk to her. I knew that I had to calm her down because as an empath, (laughs) we feel everything. I feel their emotions. I felt the panic that that mother had for her daughter, and I wanted to calm her down. And I thought, well, she needs to know that she's not the only one that's dead. Um. And from that moment on, there was no fear anymore because I realized that all of these spirits that were showing up were just wanting to communicate. There's no ill intent. There's no haunting. There's no – they just see me as this beacon of light that they're like, oh, look, she can talk to us. And they show up and try to communicate with me. Okay. So still freaked out over here. And that's because I don't see spirits, and I haven't for all of my life, and that's cool. Um, So how do you go from whatever job it is that you have decided to do to coming to terms with, like, hey, I'm going to tell people about this? And how does that decision work? And where does it come from? And how how do you do that? 
Well, it was, I will say, that was probably one of the hardest things. So um, five or six years ago, I wrote a blog post about my postpartum depression because the last time or the the big leap that I took into actually taking classes for mediumship and intuition was mm -hmm. right after I had my son and I had postpartum depression. And I could feel a shift that, you know, my whole entire life I dealt with anxiety and depression and I needed to be done with it. I needed I needed a shift. I needed a change. And one of my friends said to me that I need to do something. I, that I This is something that I've always been interested in, that I need to, you know, move in that direction. And she was right. So as soon as I kind of tuned into that um, that thing, it all kind of started to make sense. I mean, spirit's pretty amazing, and they show you things, and they guide you. Um, so I blogged about having postpartum depression, and the feedback was insane. I was overwhelmed by that, and that was on my photography blog. Mm -hmm. um, and then I knew instantly that being authentic and telling the world who you are is a really important thing. So I started taking the mediumship classes, and it very quickly turned from, oh, you know, I see dead people too. Holy cow, I can communicate with these people. Um, and I started to stand up. There's a, a church called the Spiritualist Church. Um, essentially, you can have any dogma or faith to be a part of their church. You just have to believe that there's life after death, um, which to me is kind of right on. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I started standing up and giving messages every single Wednesday. And the very first message I gave was to a woman um, that came from a very similar situation to me, was, you know, po had uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome that um, was – thinking about having a baby but not sure if she wanted to have a baby and the message that I gave her gave her the confidence to move forward in that and I knew immediately that wow these messages aren't just kind of fluff that they're life-changing that this altered her in some way um, and then that started to give me the confidence okay this is something I have to do so she came up to me afterwards and said do you do one-on-ones? And at this point, I had never done one-on-ones. And I just went, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I decided, okay, how about I do 25 one-on-ones and see how this goes? That was my goal. And at the end of 25 one-on-ones, I was like, which happened in a very short period of time. Um, sure. I was like, I'm a, I'm a medium. Yep, i got to own this. I'm a medium. So going along the lines of being authentic and telling your story, I couldn't hide it anymore because I, in the photography industry, people were asking me, oh, you're coming to Toronto, but you're not doing something for photography and there's no photo shoots coming out of it. I didn't want to lie. I didn't want to tell people, hmm. oh, I'm going to Toronto to visit a friend or I'm going to Toronto for a girl's weekend. I wanted to tell them I'm going to Toronto to give messages and to do one-on-ones for people. So there came a day where I outed myself on Facebook. Yeah, and, and how did it go? The world. 
I was blown away. I was blown away because that was my biggest fear. I, you know, made a pretty good name for myself um, in the photography industry, and I was nervous about how people were going to react and whether they were going to be like, okay, crazy lady. <laughs> yeah. You think you can talk to dead people? So I, after I posted it, I emailed some of my, um, you know, colleagues and said, so what do you think? And they were all like, well, this just makes you really interesting. And that was it. Yeah. There was no <laughs> negative feedback at all. I didn't get one negative comment anywhere. And That's I continue to be honest and open about who I am and what I do. That's pretty bad. So for the people who are listening, let me sidebar and point out, that she's a fucking medium and talks to dead people, and you're afraid to tell people that, like, you really don't want to shoot newborn photos or you'd really like to charge a little bit more for your paintings or, like, like these things. Like, you're not telling people that you channel the dead, and so, like, let's put it in perspective. Let's acknowledge where fear has, like, a, a stranglehold and be like, actually, like, it's, it's, it's going to be okay here. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, well, and that's – but what I've started to realize is it's always okay because everybody's journey is their own. And you just have to be all right with your own journey. And if somebody's going to judge you, then they're not supposed to be in your life. Yeah. The, the more at peace with yourself you are, the easier it is to handle the judgment. Like, okay, you can exactly. call me a big, fat, horrible bitch. And I'm like, that's cool. That's your opinion. Yep. <laughs> like, there's no... <laughs> There's no need to water keep the bad up and energy. Back. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't have yeah. to stay in circulation. I don't have to respond. I can just okay, cool. Um, yeah. Really, really, really fascinating to hear. It was like, oh, that's a big moment. There's going to be something terrible that happens. Oh, nothing happened. Oh, okay. No, nothing happened. And it was kind of like, really, really, like, come on. <laughs> I wanted one reaction, so then I could totally come back and say, well, this is who I am. But no, not no, no. one negative reaction, not one message anywhere. And it's actually surprising to me, but not really once I started to think about it. Once I came out as a medium and said, I think I want to focus more on portrait photography, my mm -hmm. portrait business took off like wildfire. <laughs> so I'm the well, busiest you weren't trying I've to ever hide. Been. Yeah, well, because you weren't trying to hide any yeah. part of yourself. So I think that my no. people, all people, all people actually – um, you always think that there's some part of yourself that if I could just hide this part and then market the rest of it, it would be all right. And then just as long as nobody figures this out, it's going to be cool. When actually that's your most interesting bit, generally speaking. Um, yes. People can find out that you're abused or you're actually really scared of rabbits or what What the fuck ever, whatever you're trying to hide. And then actually yep. it's really okay. It's really, really okay. It, um, well, here's the thing is nobody is perfect. Nobody's perfect. And, I mean, the reason why I can 100% say that is every single spirit that comes through that I'm communicating to a loved one is flawed. Well, it's flawed in some way, shape, or form. And they're coming back to say either apologize or to say things that they should have said when they were here and they didn't say. So we're all living that life. We're all kind of not saying the things we need to say. We're not living the authentic life. And I'm trying to tell people through my book or, or through my blogging or whatever that you have to be authentic. 
because here's the deal. When we cross over, because we're all going to do it, like we all woke up today one step closer to passing, and I know that's a frightening thought for some people, but for me it's incredibly empowering because I think to myself, I need to get my shit together and start doing my thing because this life ends. (laughs) Or don't get your shit together. Who cares about your shit? Just fucking do the thing well, you're exactly. supposed to do and worry about your 401k later, motherfuckers. Like, do the thing exactly. you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm much happier now accepting my flaws and saying, hey, I'm not perfect, but this is who I am. Um, because Spirit's given me that lesson. They've showed me that if you don't say the things you need to say, then you're going to be spending your afterlife chasing down all your loved ones. And honestly, when I cross over, which I believe is the ultimate retirement, I want to be laying <laughs> on a beach drinking margaritas. Yes. I don't want to be, like, trying to get a, a message to Bob, like, I'm so sorry I didn't do no. retirement the right way. No. no. Exactly. No. There's not very many mediums out there. I mean, there are. You'd be surprised. But in relative mm. terms compared to how many people there are in the world, There's not a lot of us, so it takes a while for people to find a medium, and then it takes a while for that spirit to say, oh, hey, I need to show up over there, and I need to give a message. It takes a lot of energy. It's work being spirit. It is. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like, if you want to retire in the the death zone, you're going to have to do the work here instead of the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. Don't wait until you're dead to apologize. Or to do the thing. Just go do the thing. You know the thing. Uh, just the go do the thing. I have, just do the, you know what the thing is, everybody. Come on now. The other thing is if someone can, um, because I cannot relate to, I've never seen a spirit, um, and I don't particularly want to, I think is a cool way to put it. Okay. Um, but if someone has, and they are just freaked right yep. the fuck out, like I would be, if 34 years in, yep. they're just like, bloop, 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 bloop. Um, is it okay to talk to you? Do you teach people? Do you have a workshop? Do, is there any? Yep. Like, what the fuck's next? <laughs> people can always send me an email. I'm I'm starting to do workshops in the new year, so that's kind of a, an exciting new step for me because I, I awesome. do know that there are so many people out there that have gone through what I've gone through, um, and they just want clarification and understanding the book is actually um, a workbook so there's 10 lessons in there and they're for everyone they're not just for somebody that's seen spirit they're for everyone it's getting clarity and listening to your gut because I do ultimately think gut is spirit Um, I don't know if he do we have time for me to talk about my deja vu theory sure hit it yeah okay So I believe that we can all connect with spirit. I don't think everybody is going to see spirit like me, um, but I think we're all being given signs from spirit every single day. And the reason why I know that is because we've all felt deja vu. And I've been doing this for five years now, and every single group and every single person I ask, have you felt deja vu? Guess what the answer is? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Because everybody knows what it is. It stops mm-hmm. you in your tracks. It grounds your feet to the ground, and it gives you this feeling of, I've been here before, but what purpose does that serve? What use is stopping us in our tracks and saying, oh, I've been here before? Absolutely zero. 
So my belief is that is spirit showing you that, A, you're on the right track, so good for you, keep going forward, Mm -hmm. or, B, there's something right here, right now that you need to see. There's a book you need to read. There's a person you need to talk to. There's a flyer on the wall for a yoga class you need to take. It's the beginnings of your connection to spirit. I think ultimately everybody's like, I have this tingle that goes down my arm when I know spirit's showing up. All Mm -hmm. the hairs on my right arm go, Um, so I know that spirit wants to have a conversation when that happens. Everybody has their own tingle. It could be, you know, you see light a certain way or, you know, people see signs all the time. They pick up dimes. They, you know, see blue jays and they're thinking of their dad for some reason. There's so many different signs, but deja vu is the beginning. So if you're getting deja vu a lot, it means that you may need to seek another path. We're paying attention. Start paying attention, damn it. Exactly. Um, exactly. And is um, it okay in your in your philosophy slash your worldview? Is it okay when you say spirit to substitute in other words like God, universe, it, creation, exactly. the big wahoo, because, whatever it is you need to? Yeah. Okay. No, if you um, that's the thing is I am a you know I believe in everything and nothing all at the same time. I just choose the word spirit because it makes sense for me, but it can be God, it can be Buddha, um, it can be the universe, it can be whatever you choose it to be. But what you've got to realize is we're all just energy. I am at heart a scientific girl, and I know that makes absolutely no sense, but we're molecules bumping up against each other. There's energy that makes our heart pump, that makes our thoughts happen. All of those things have to to come from an energy source. And when we die, our bodies fail us, but our energy remains because it is scientifically proven that you cannot destroy energy. And I know for a fact that that is what I'm tapping into. And you can't get more scientific energy. Right? It's some pretty basic (laughs) shit, actually. (laughs) It is. It's very basic. And I I think that's why... I've connected with so many people because I simplify the concept of what spirit is. You also don't go on and on about how there are 27 steps that you need to do in order to connect oh, with spirit and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's, first, it's not that. No. And you also make it no. sound as if, so um, if someone has grown up in an ultra-religious background, it doesn't seem to me like you're channeling demons or fighting off the, the gates of hell or any of that shit. It's, like, it's very simple. It's not that scary. And it's just that there, like, just like there are people, like we have people. You can walk up to the barista. What if the barista was just, just not actually kind of dead, but still needed to communicate about your coffee? Um, Exactly. I like the way that you approach it, and that it's so much less scary. And I love that when you came out, it was just like, oh yeah, what happened? No big explosions. Oh shit, I could have done that a long time ago. (laughs) Yes. God damn it. My life would have been like better so long ago well and that's the thing i'm glad i'm glad i made that mistake so then i can tell others don't make this mistake because you're missing out on a really great opportunity to have every single person that came before you give you guidance and direction because that's what i see i see that every single person all of our ancestors that came before us are standing right behind us 
pushing us in the direction that we should be going. And we have free will, so we don't always choose it, but they will gently push us back in the direction we need to be going. Yeah. So simple, yeah. right? Yeah. It is. Also slightly terrifying to be like, yeah. well, but, okay, here's yeah, the thing, though. Well. No. Why, ter- why terrifying? Because why I'm just terrifying? imagining 4,000 people behind me pushing. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But, it's way too much. But in, in a loving, caring, compassionate way, this is like every single – think about if your grandfather was standing behind you if he's passed, and all mm. he wants to do is make the world right for you. Does that seem so scary? No, that's some good shit. I'm a small bone. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I don't believe, I mean, just to put it out there, I do not believe that there's any negative in this world. I think, like, negative energy, like a like a, a demon or a evil spirit, I don't believe that that exists. I think I, us as humans take energy and we do bad things with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have not, in my 40 years of living, ever had a negative experience with spirit. Not once. I've never been frightened out of my skin. I've never had anything negative happen. And if anybody's going to have something negative happen, it's going to be me. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a medium for sure. You're gonna, yeah. you're on the front lines there, Emma. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just think it's all how you – it's having – you know, it's that positive – you attract positive energy. If you think negatively, you attract negative energy. It's how we choose to use that energy. And that's a big, huge thing. I mean, there's a chapter in my book where I say you have to choose happiness. Happiness doesn't happen to you. Mm -hmm. You have to choose it. So if you keep choosing to be miserable and see all the negative stuff in the world, your life is going to be negative. But if you start choosing happiness... Yeah. Yeah. I I can yeah. dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> so, the Barefoot Medium book is where Emma resides, and you, you're probably stirring up some controversy for me. Awesome. Cool. I don't believe that Emma channels the devil, and so if you do, you don't have to tell me about it. It's okay. I, I'm not going to believe you or respond to you. Um, but if you're like, holy shit. Uh, me too, then that's when you contact Emma. And if you're like, well, fuck, it's the thing I need to do. It's is scary. Then good. Yes. We can all see that, but we can't, which is the, the sad part about being you for all of us. Um, yeah. That when, when people make their big move so often, everyone around just goes, oh, yeah, of course. Of course that's your next move. Yeah. And you were like, damn it, yeah, that was so that scary. And that's all you're going to say? You're just going <laughs> to nod your head and be like, yep. And like, yep. That's it. That's all you yep. get. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. So whatever you're thinking well, of doing is so fucking scary. It's probably just gonna make other people nod their heads. Everyone that knows you and loves you is gonna be like, "Yep." Yep. Should have done that a long time ago. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, any final words, thoughts, wisdom, messages, goodness, anything I'm, I failed to ask you about that you need me to ask you about? Hit it. No, I I just, I really do think that by, you know, 
society has has made us feel fear around the whole concept of spirit. Um, and you can make it what you want it to. I communicate with spirit every single day, and I will tell you this fast track that I've been on the last five years since I decided to say yes to spirit has been mind-blowing. Things that, I mean, the book magically appeared in my lap. I never had the intentions of writing a book, but somebody contacted me and said, you have to write a book, and I said yes, and it happened in five mm -hmm. months. That's all because I opened myself up and just let go and said, okay, Spirit, what do you need me to do? And they said, write a book. So I went, okay, I'll write a book. And then it became the bestseller in one day. That blows my mind. And I am so grateful that I've been put in this place to have this voice to tell people that there is so much good in the world and in the other world and that you have access to that. Everybody does. I'm awesome, but I'm not that awesome that <laughs> I'm the only one that can do it. Right. So read the book. Get a little bit closer to spirit and understand that it's a choice to be happy and it's a choice to open yourself up in a good way. Yes, it is always and every day. It's not just once is the problem. It's, yeah. it's every single day that you choose it. Exactly. Awesome. It's hard well, work. <laughs> it so is. Thank you so much for telling the tale of your magical coming outness. And I'm going to close it there. Okay. Thank you so much for thank the opportunity. You. You're so very welcome. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.